You're listening to Success Stalkers Radio, episode 52, with writer and film director Malik Hanin. Welcome to Success Stalkers Radio. I am your host, Iona Garrett. People all over the globe are rewriting the rules to success, they're making money and changing the world. Join me Monday through Friday as I interview today's top entrepreneurs, business leaders, and entertainers that will leave you inspired to take action and achieve success on purpose. Are you ready? Let's dive right in. All right, let's get started. Welcome to another episode of Success Stalkers Radio. I am your host, Iona Garrett, and I am excited to introduce my guest today, Mr. Malik Hanin. So welcome to the show, Malik. (laughs) Thank you for having me. You're very welcome. Thank you for being on the show today. And I just want to say before we even start that it's amazing to hear somebody pronounce my name correctly, like right off the bat. (laughs) Really? Well, (laughs) (laughs) Well, kudos for me. (laughs) Yeah, kudos for you. Thank you. Thank you. Well, you know, Malik, we have a model here at Success Stalkers Radio, and that's until you become successful, stalk those who already are. So can we stalk you today, Malik? I mean, I, I guess so, as long as you're not like hanging out outside my window. And... <laughs> no, I promise we won't do that. We won't do that. <laughs> Don't have to worry about any restraining orders or anything like that. Uh, okay, good. <laughs> Well, Detroit native Malik Hanin has worked professionally in film for over 10 years. Graduating from film school in 2010, he strived for community and creation of art. Professionally, he has worked on feature films all over the country and television and reality as a cameraman. Recently, he finished the gripping 1931 tale of the John Freeman story, which we're going to talk about a little bit more today. So, Malik... Now that I've given our listeners just a little overview about you, I want you to first take a minute. Tell us about you personally so we can get to know you today and then give us an overview of your business. Okay. Um, personally, hmm, how, how deep do we want to go personally? <laughs> as deep as you want to go. It could be family or whatever you want to tell us about yourself. Um, I guess I'd like to actually start with you know, I think a lot of people start with kind of like a history of themselves, you know, and I think I kind of want to go in reverse and kind of give an experience that I had this weekend just recently. Sure. And I was working uh, a gig this weekend as a camera person and it was for a, a life coaching seminar and it was actually really interesting. I, I would have never thought that it would have been an interesting experience, you know, because it was just a job, you know, but I went there and it was it was one of these things that it kind of changed my life in three days because there was a group of people that had come from all over the world, you know, um, 13 different countries um, had all united to do this this life coaching seminar. Wow. And the energy that I shared with these people, um, you know, between breaks and talking to some of these people on a personal level. Um, and then we had a, a drum circle yesterday that was really interesting. A shaman from Belgium came in and, you know, it was, it was this amazing release of energy and, and happiness. And like, I'd never, I've never experienced something so like spiritual and, 
um, uplifting. And I think that in my own in my own personal life, like I think that this this really changed like how I view a lot of things, and it almost makes me want to take a step aside and say, what if I did life coaching for people in film? You know, because I think that so many people are so stressed out in the film world. So many people are, you know, worrying about egos and drama and there's there's a lot of that like built up tension and a lot of uh challenges that we try to overcome in the film world and right. i think that some people just need a, a way to vent and a way to find happiness because that's what it comes down to when we're talking about success i really think that you know success is based on happiness Absolutely. more than anything mm-hmm. and i think that you know finding the way to to be able to do your job and be able to take care of your family, your marriage, your, you know, whatever relationships that you have in your world Mm -hmm. and still finding that time to find happiness is, that's kind of amazing to me. So, so this weekend really like opened my eyes to some new theories, if you will, you know? Um, and so I kind of wanted to start there with my life. (laughs) (laughs) No, that's great. That's that's a big, that's kind of a big step because it really changed my energy and it was such a eye opener because I've never felt so, you know, I got home and I, I, from the, from a long weekend and Mm -hmm. I immediately called one of my close friends and, um, I just like opened up to her entirely that I've, I've never done to anyone. So, you know, so open with such great positive energy, you know, it was like being a different person. So that was pretty amazing. Yeah, I love those life changing moments. And I think that yeah. you should definitely if you're considering, you know, going into the life coaching arena for film and the film industry, that would be it's such a need. I can see why, you know, you would say that. Well, yeah, I mean, I think that people are just it's such a busy field, you know, and sometimes we're working, you know, 14 to 16 hour days. And, you know, I know a lot of people that have a big family and, you know, working in Hollywood that, you know, we're traveling all over the place and getting back to family when you can, it's, it's, it's a struggle, you know? So I think that a way to find those, those key points where you can become happy, you know, or measure what, what's going on in your life and finding where the, where those key points are that you, you know, that can make you happy while you're still pertaining to the job that needs to be done and helping out your family and helping out the friends that are close to you. And, you know, but still finding that moment, and those those key points where you can still have time for yourself. Mm-hmm. And I think that the one thing I want to take away from before I go too into depth on this, the okay. one thing I want to take away from this weekend, and this can this can tie in directly to, you know, life coaching in any field or film in general or just being yourself and your your relationships in your life is that I learned that you have to learn how to be your own best friend. And I think that that was such an important, like I myself have always been very, um, how do you say, (laughs) uh, kind of like scared to go to like, go out to eat by myself. You know what I mean? Like, I know what you mean. Yeah. That's like, I'm not going to go out and have like (laughs) a restaurant by myself and sit alone. I'm not going to be the, the weirdo that's sitting alone or, you know, like (laughs) a movie by myself and be that, you know, like, and, you know, when it, when they said that, when that when they were teaching that idea, it was like I took that idea and I actually went and I ate by myself later that day. And it was such an eye opener to like actually, you know, take that in and just say, 
you know what? It's okay to, to really think about you can be your own best friend. And I'm not saying you can't have another best friend as well, but think about right. enjoying your own company. And I mean, I think that's so important because everybody really needs just time to enjoy themselves, you know, and really contemplate, you know, why, what makes me smile, you know, because a smile just makes you happy. You know, it's, it's such a crazy thing to like be able to look in the mirror and say, I love this guy, you know, like that's, right. that sounds really cheesy, but, and it sounds like one of those like pitching, you know, like, oh, we've got to love ourselves, whatever. But, you know, it's like, it really makes you think about things differently to like look in the mirror and say, I love this guy. Like, this is one of my best friends. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. Know? But it really, it, it doesn't sound cheesy to me because I, I believe what you're saying is you're, you're right on. You have to, you know, come back into balance. You know, I believe with, with yourself, with, you know, with the earth, whatever you want to, however you want to say that. But, you know, if we don't understand ourselves, it's kind of hard to even to understand other people, you know. So I totally agree with you. And I was once that way myself, too. Like, I always felt like I had to have someone around me or somebody with me if I'm doing, you know, dinner or a movie or something. And, you know, it's so peaceful once you really, you know, understand yourself and become your own best friend. You really do feel at peace. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I can understand what you're saying. I think it's really important that everybody takes time to do that. I do, too. Yeah. I believe that, yeah. Yeah, thank you for being transparent and sharing and sharing that with us. No, I really appreciate that. I definitely and saying that in when you say that being transparent, I think that's very important as well. And I've and going back to um, you know, how I've I've always treated, you know, working in film for ten years, I think that that's one of my biggest um traits, I would say, you know, is I've always been very, very upfront, you mm -hmm. know, very transparent. I don't try to like and it, you, you do have to be and it, as giving advice to other people that are trying to, be, you know, learn film or be up and coming in film and um, work in the film industry. That is one of the biggest things I can say that will help you get further in that career is because there is a lot of shadiness in mm -hmm. the industry. Mm -hmm. um, it's changed from, you know, 50 years ago when it was more of, you know, the whole sex, drugs and rock and roll kind of thing. But I think more. Now there is a lot of you got to be careful with, you know, who you're working with and you want to make sure that they they are transparent as well. Yeah. You know, and I think that surrounding yourself with and this goes back to being in your personal life as well. You know, you've really got to surround yourself with the people that you want to be. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, Malik, we're certainly going to dive even deeper into your incredible journey in just a bit. But before we do, can can you share with us one of your favorite quotes? You know, something that's really inspired you? Well, I have I have a few quotes and I think that my the for in my career, I would say my quote would be um there's nothing like being able to express your dreams visually and share it with others. And I think that I kind of grew around that quote because I've always been a very visual person. So being mm -hmm. able to work in an industry where I can, and I've been a writer before I even got into film, I've been writing since, you know, I was in middle school. And I remember, um, I'll tell you that story in a minute, but um, I think the okay. reason that I say that, that quote itself is because there's no other there's no other career that you can really visualize a dream, you know, and have and share it with others 
to an extent that film does. And, yeah, I agree. you know, I mean, you can be a painter and show this amazing, amazing image. And I have and I've seen some amazing painting. I've seen some amazing writing. There's mm-hmm. music again, another art form that you can tell a whole story in music. But visually, like I think, you know, movies and television can share something that maybe was mm-hmm. vividly in your dreams that there's yes. no other way that you can, you know, share that with somebody else. You know, you can you can write about it. You can write music about it. You can do a lot of things. And that does share emotion. Don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. But there's nothing mm-hmm. quite like a movie that's like, if it's done right, then mm-hmm. it can share an experience. Uh, a- I agree with that. I do. Because, you know, you can write a book, you can share a story in a book, but you still can't really visualize it unless it's like, you know, like you can see it on, on a screen or, or, you know, with film. So I agree. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, and the other the other quote that I um, have gone by, that's it's a little bit less... Uh, film related is mm-hmm. um greatness from small beginnings and i take that quote because and that's actually what i have um tattooed on my arm in in arabic and and i i i really believe in that quote i've had i've mm-hmm. I, I thought of that quote you know years ago and i think that that's really important to me personally because um, I kind of was re- raised in a family that didn't have much, you know, we weren't a wealthy family. My parents were, um, when I was younger, we stayed in like subsidized housing, you know, I mean, we, we, and a lot of people that are in film, you know, it's, it's, there's kind of a barrier because a lot of the film industry in, in LA, especially they, they were kind of raised in wealthy families or they come from the film industry. Whereas in my background, I didn't have any of that. You know, my family was not into the arts at all you know my mother's a doctor um now but when i was Mm -hmm. a child she was not very well off and we struggled she struggled to get to that point you know she put in her time to go to school and um as a child that was that was very important to me because i saw her do it you know coming from nothing and then i wanted to do that same thing but i wanted to make sure that it was something you know that i loved and i and i i saw this and i saw this you know that I wanted to be something great and it was very important to me and um, my culture and what I had seen in growing up in Detroit of, you know, the sadness and what's changed in that city and, you know, what, what the, the, the poverty and, and the things that have kind of taken that city over. And I really wanted to make sure that I got out of that, that environment made something better for my life, you know? And so, that was really important to me is to make sure that even though we started with nothing that I wanted to make sure that no matter what I want there to be greatness and greatness doesn't have to be wealth. Greatness can be true happiness, you know? So that's kind of an important theme to me, you know? That's great. I love it, Malik. You know, I listen, as I listen to your story and you're you're a great storyteller, of course, (laughs) um, you know, your story, I think about my own life because, you know, we're very similar. I grew up with, you know, actually my mom was a single mom uh, with, you know, raising four kids and we grew up in subsidized, you know, housing and, you know, on food stamps and, and Mm -hmm. those things, government assistance. But my mom was always a resilient person and she, you know, she always told us that, yes, we're, we're, we have this right now. We have to you know, use this, but we're not going to always 
have this or have to do this. And, you know, she also went back to school and she ended up becoming a teacher. And now she's a mentor teacher and a state, a state certified consultant. Now she's, she's just an amazing woman. And, you know, I, I, she's one of my heroes, you know, or sheroes, I guess that's what she's saying. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, as I listen to your story, I'm like, wow, like we have a lot in common when it comes to that. Cause I know exactly where you are. And, um, that quote is is a pretty powerful one. So I'm glad you said that because I was going to ask you how, you know, how have you used that quote along your journey? But so thank you for elaborating. Mm-hmm. Good deal. Well, you know, Malik, here at Success Talkers Radio, we strive to bring amazing guests, you know, like yourself, you know, on our show, you know, because for obvious reasons, you've been successful. But we also know that the road to success isn't always smooth, you know, as you talked about. And um, so, Malik, can you take us to a time on that road, you know, where you hit some huge bumps in the road or a time where you experienced a failure and then share with us how you overcame that failure? Oof. Yeah, it's just, that's like an interview question, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's like the the questions they always give you at the uh, you know the jobs when they're like, give us an example of yeah <laughs> time where you messed up at work or something. Well, I know, know? You, look, I know you're a great storyteller, so I, this is this should be a breeze for you. You can just tell us a story. Well, I mean, I th- I think that uh, I think life is full of speed bumps, if you will, um, and you know, it's I think that my biggest I, I, I want to say my biggest hurdle has been um, getting people to support me and not so much as like friends to support what I do, but more loved ones to support what I'm doing. And I think that it's not so much that loved ones don't love me and support me personally, but more of a, Supporting what I do is hard for people that are not in my industry to understand, Mm -hmm. like the struggles that we go through, you know, what we've devoted our life to and kind of like, you know, that that we're okay. You know, when I first started, I'm okay with not having a nine to five job. You know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. I'm okay with not knowing when my next gig is going to come up, when my next paycheck is going to come, you know, like that was a big big step, you know, to, to take, you know, and because when I, when I started, uh, in college, like I started in college in pre-med and I was going into radiology and, you know, that was, that made my, my family happy, of course. Of course. Um, (laughs) But then I realized that wasn't what I wanted to do, you know, like that's not, that's something that I can't be happy with. So I switched over to film because that's what I, really loved you know but when I started watching this show that just changed my whole world world of you know imagination so I mean when I switched over it was like it was a it was a pretty big deal to Mm -hmm. kind of throw everything away throw everything aside that I've kind of been going for in that in that you know um path and uh just take and what show was that uh that was Battlestar Galactica which again might sound cheesy, but no, it doesn't. It um, doesn't. Yeah, it was just it was something that was done in for for the for the year, which it came out in two thousand three. It was something that had made some huge strides at uh, changing the way it was shot cinematographically. Is that it was done so gritty, which hadn't been really done on television before, and mm-hmm. the story was very cinematic, very political, and it really just it just caught my attention, and I was like. 
you know, this is what I want to do. This is, it's, this is something I hadn't seen before. And after I'd seen that, you know, I'd always had interest because I was still was, I'd always been a writer. I was always into like, you know, sci-fi and, you know, imagination and dreams. And so I'd always been into that stuff. But then when I saw that, it was just like, it just hit me. That was my boom. You know, it was like, that was it. Yeah. I was like, that's what I need to do. Like, I was like, sure, I can do radiology, but am I going to be happy the rest of my life? I don't know. I mean, sure, I'll make a lot of money and that's fine. But like, I don't know if that's that's not what makes me happy, you know. So, um, I mean, obviously, our goal in film is to be successful in the point of financially as well at one point, you know. So I think that if you've been working in film long enough where you're not making anything financially, then something is not something's not clicking. You know, so, yeah. you know, you can only have so much happiness before it's like, okay, well, <laughs> now I need to do something because, you know, yeah, this, I need to eat, you know, right, right. <laughs> I would like a meal every now and then. <laughs> yeah, maybe just once a week, you know, but, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I think that, you know, getting back to it, I think that that's, that was, you know, that, that path that I took, it was just a, it was a decision I made and that was what I wanted to do. And, you know, from there I have gone into working in film for over 10 years now. You know, I worked in some pretty big stuff in New York and LA and I've worked in New Orleans for a while on some reality shows and it's, it's been a journey, you know, I mean, it's, it's definitely been something that's been a learning journey, you know, and we've all made in that journey, making mistakes. That's what we're kind of, I got sidetracked. So I forgot what the question was. No, it's no, (laughs) fine. I'll bring you back. It's okay. (laughs) So so the, the speed bumps, you know, I mean, you, I think that the biggest speed bumps that you learn is that you've really got to, in the film industry, you've really got to, you got to take your ego aside. Like, and I've learned that, you know, that especially the way technology is changing, like there's a lot of people that, that there's a lot of the way that things are changing. Like anybody can say they're a filmmaker now, you know, which is, with which is fine. So like, there's, there's a lot of, people coming up that want to get into film, that want to direct, that want to make their own movies, right? And that's changing because technology is becoming cheaper. But mm-hmm. at the same time, you got to do that with a heartfelt soul. You know, like Absolutely. if you want to you want to do it, then do it for the right reasons. Don't do it mm-hmm. because you have some ego and you think that your stuff is just so amazing. Like when I first started, you know, and I look back and I see you know, some of the stuff that I did myself, you know, like even writing, like I look back at some of my screenplays I wrote, you know, 10 years ago and I'm looking at them and I'm like, did I write this? You know, like, <laughs> so horrible, but you've got to be able to admit that you've got to be able to say, this is bad. You know, like you've got to, when you take a script and, you know, we'll get into John Freeman's story that just got wrapped just a few weeks ago. But, you know, when you, when I started on that, you know, just this year when we started writing on that, you know, it went through 140 revisions. So when I see, you know, younger cats coming in and, you know, throwing a screenplay out there that they want to get funded and they've only advised it like three times, I'm like, no, like, this is not ready, you know, like, mm-hmm. and a lot of people are like, well, I, I think it's perfect. It's like, what is, what is the word I'm looking for? I appreciate that. If somebody can, can look past their own ego and say, yeah, I need help or, mm-hmm. I'm still my young 20s, so I don't know it all. You know what I mean? Because right. that's not going to get you anywhere. And, right. and I myself suffered from that. You know, when I was younger, I got a few 
very good connections, you know, so I had the honor of working with, you know, some bigger people like Sean Penn and Don Scheidel. And like, I really think that that kind of gave a little ego boost at the time, but it was mm-hmm. like, that shouldn't, I still didn't know anything, you know, and I, I had the connections that <laughs> right after film school to, you know, have some great opportunities. And then going back to doing some of my own things, you know, you really got to just connect with people that believe in you and b- believe each other and believe in your project yeah, and, your, and your vision and your yeah, vision. Yeah. And your it's vision. like, you got, got to get rid of the people that have the ego and, you know, or that you've got to help them figure out that that's not going to help. And I think that that's, that's kind of goes back to the thing about, you know, learning your happy point and having that good energy because I've worked with both sides of the field and, you know, having, working with somebody that has good energy, it's such an uplifting, you know, journey, what mm-hmm. having to go to the other side and having somebody that's complaining all the time or, you know, somebody that's <laughs> rolling their eyes. And, you know, just recently I had to work with somebody that was rolling their eyes, you know, like, and during some production stuff, problems that we went through. And I'm like, you know, to mm-hmm. me, I'm just thinking to myself, I'm like, man, that's not going to, that's not going to get you anywhere. You know, nope, it's not going to get him You know, all. when you're working right. with a group, exactly. you know, like, and he was a younger cat too. And that's where that, that's where that comes in is like, I yeah, think that, that maturity level. Yeah. And I think that the, yeah. the level of technology that that's why I was kind of bringing that up is, has kind of brought people the ability to be quote unquote filmmakers just because they have money, you know, and it's like, that doesn't really make, make you who you are, you know? And I, so, so, I mean, and I don't want to get too much into that. It's just that that's just me trying to, you know, help if I could like get positive energy and more communication. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's the biggest thing is, you know, the, the hurdles that I've had to go through, you know, um, I think are big on communication. And um, I think one of the biggest lessons that I want to say that I've learned, and I'm sure that, on a side note, I'm I'm sure that you're gonna hopefully cut this so that I don't have a speech that's <laughs> long. No, you're fine. You're fine. Go ahead. But um, go ahead. I, I think that one of the bigger hurdles I learned going back to you know who who you, who who you can trust in Hollywood and 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 the film industry in general is you know I've worked with some people that um I kind of got screwed over you know and I, I kind of you know kind of fell for the whole magic of Hollywood if you will and. I got involved mm-hmm. in some producers that, you know, they sold me all these ideas and promises that, you know, I kind of invested so much time and, you know, effort into their vision and mm-hmm. them supposedly, you know, helping me get my stuff, you know, produced and financed right. and all this stuff. And, you know, I spent time and money and, you know, like specifically, and this is just a, an example so that other people don't go down this road as well. Um, I flew down to LA when I was living in Portland just last year, actually, when I first moved to Portland and, um, I'd been talking to this group of ladies that were interested in financing one of my films and one of my Mm -hmm. television series. And so I spent the money on, you know, flying down there and getting a hotel and, um, we had not met in person yet, but we had been talking over LinkedIn and, you know, Facebook and stuff and the phone. So, with this was a you know a long process actually it was the, you know we had been okay. talking for like four or five months and right. then we finally set up a time where I was going to meet these investors and talk about the projects and so I got these projects you know I brought down the executive summaries the scripts 
I had them leather bound, which in these beautiful leather bound nice. binders, you know, so that they were like hundreds of dollars a piece just for these leather bindings, you know. Right, so I spent right. a lot of money just like investing into going down yeah. and, and meeting these women. And then, you know, we had a, an amazing we met at the Hilton in Beverly Hills, you know, like this amazing meeting. They seemed mm-hmm. entirely interested, you know, and then at the end, we, you know, went our ways and we were going to keep talking and like take the next step if you will and right. then i find, found out weeks later that their whole thing was a scam and oh that, my. you know they're there and it wasn't even a scam where like they were making money off of it so it wasn't like a pyramid scheme or something like that but it was more of like they were ladies that lived in la that they got off on the attention you know like it was some kind of and i don't know to me that's that's strange you know but there was some kind of weird thing you know that they that's what they do. And so my warning to people would be, you ha- that's why I say you have to really look out for yourself, you know, because Absolutely. The, they, they, it's not like they were asking for money, but I spent so much time and effort and my own money, like getting ready for this and going right. down there. And they just wanted to feel like, you know, these big executives were just, they were nobodies, you know? And so, and it's, wow. it's weird. I'm like, and I still wonder to this point, I'm, to this day, I'm just like, what 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 is that what what is that like <laughs> like what was their goal you know what was it what was their goal or right. aim or well, mission I, that make them like happy in a way and i mean that's fine i mean everybody deserves their happiness but i don't think you should have happiness at the extent of others you know like yeah absolutely. so that's oh, that's, of course not. that's my of course hurdle not. of you know the industry is just be careful you know, like who mm-hmm. you're talking to, make sure you do some background, you know, like check into who they really are, if they've done stuff before. And, right. you know, that might have been one of my mm-hmm. mistakes is I was so excited to get, you know, this television series like financed, you know, and get it on the mm-hmm. sci-fi and mm-hmm. all this stuff. And like, it's because they had all these connections in the sci-fi channel. And, you know, so it was just like, so I was so excited that I was like, no, it has to be legit. Right. You know, so Right, right, right. And, and so, you know what, that that's good that you say that because that just, you know, there's people listening, you know, to to our show that, of course, that want to get into the entertainment industry or into film industry. So, you know, you have to do your due, due diligence. So I'm glad you're saying that. So, you know, that really was a lesson that you learned from from that, you know, failure, I guess you could say, or challenge. Well, I mean, now I'm very, very careful on on who I, you know, like if I'm going to work with somebody, I definitely out you know mm-hmm. see what it says you, you know and I just don't go on you know good thoughts and good and and that was that was the biggest the biggest yeah they had really good energy so it was it was so hard for me to think right. anything negative of them you know because it was like mm-hmm. they were just mm-hmm. giving off these amazing vibes so it was just how can you think right. of anything you know bad you know so it, it's just Still gotta yeah, you just got to yeah. really check. And so, you know, it's just it's yeah. one of those things. Yep, I can understand. Well, let's shift for just a minute, Malik, because we want to shine the spotlight on you today, my friend. Share with us your proudest entrepreneurial moment so far. Oh, it's got to be um, the John Freeman story. I mean, this newest film that we just wrapped. I mean, it's it's a it's definitely one of those life-changing events and i really hope that this goes the reason that we did john freeman and i'll tell you the story is we and i'll try to make this short and sweet 
I wrote a script last year that I've been working on for a few years, and it's called Aldergrove, and it is a 1931 piece um, set in an old mining town. And so the premise, it's a thriller, but it has a wet Western atmosphere to it. And okay. it's a beautiful script. It's, it's, it's so well written. And I, I don't, I, I, I honestly, I try to be modest to, as much as I can. But, but like, <laughs> I am really proud of Alder Grove. It's such a thrilling um, journey, if you will. And so it's a, you know, it's a, it's a decent-sized budget. You know, we need we need a we need a budget that's going to be able to produce a uh, old mining town. You know, and so and it's a it's a period piece. So instead of going the route of just you know to who we know and so and so, you know, like however most people go around to do that, we decided that mm-hmm. let's actually pitch a movie for the movie. So what we did was I wrote a short called John Freeman Story. That's a prelude to Alder Grove. So. The John Freeman story is actually, you know, it's connected directly to Alder Grove. And so our, our idea is to show this John Freeman story and get the people enthralled so much that they're, we find that investment, you know, that they're like, yes, where's Alder You know, mm-hmm. like, we want to see, you know what I mean? Right, so, right. And I really, you know, I had no idea when I first started. I was like, yeah, it's going to be cool. Like, let's write this. Let's write this good story. And John Freeman, it's from what I understand from everybody that, you know, has given me feedback loves it you know um but i had no idea that it would blow up this big you know and so when i first <laughs> did it i was like okay cool you know we'll do this and hopefully we can you know get alder Grove funded that's our goal right and it's just blown up you know we had all these fundraisers for john freeman awesome. this summer um i produced a fashion show that was directly related to the film i produced two other events that were directly related to the film. So um, I, I, I kind of got into the side business as well, like producing a Kim, this other thing that <laughs> people are like, why are you not doing this? You're so good at producing events. And I'm like, I don't know. I've just never thought it before, you know? Right, right. <laughs> these doors, you know, just here. And, That's like, awesome. Yeah, which is really cool. I'm like getting all these new doors opening up at the same time. But um, going back mm-hmm. to John Freeman, you know, it's, it's, it's really something that uh, – it's just amazing for me to see the quality. I would have never, I, I would have never expected. I mean, I was hoping, but I never would have expected it to turn out so beautifully and and beautifully crafted. And and I honestly do not take the credit for that because the film is it's a collaboration. You know, if we did not have mm-hmm. such a great great crew, and I'm gonna say that to you know just to throw out you know, the, the thanks to the crew that worked out on this, on the John Freeman story. It, it was, I, I can't even describe my thanks to how amazing this turned out. You know, I mean, I would have, it, it, it looks like something you would see on the big screen in, in Hollywood. You know, it looks like that was, well, Malik, it does. It does, because that's one of the reasons why you and I really connected, yeah. remember? Because when, uh, yeah, you sent me a trailer for me to look at uh, after an interview that I did of, a, you know, a friend. And I was just like blown away with the quality. I was like, wow, it was just so beautiful. Just the quality of, you know, what I was visually seeing. And of course, the storyline was amazing, too. And I was like, wow. So, yeah, I, I agree with you. Yeah. 
You should you should definitely give yourself some kudos for this one. It's, it's well, I mean, yeah, I mean, I I was I, I led the group, but I want to I, I try to you know it's 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 really without and this is without that group like there this wouldn't have been able to be possible you know and that's great you have to have a great right. team and definitely. these guys did such an amazing job they pulled such amazing such hard hours you know we did you know some of those days we shot were you know fourteen hour days we had the last day we shot was throughout the whole night so we started at 6 p.m and we didn't end till 8 a.m the next day you know so it was to me yeah i mean and it was just mind-boggling these guys really pulled through they did an amazing job and it turned out just masterfully crafted and it did congratulations thank you and the, the talent was just we worked a long time with the talent because i really wanted to make sure that the acting and the talent was just spot on because I see so much in independent film that the talent always falls short because they just go with local mm-hmm. people that, you know, they just want to find people. And I really, I really feel that everything happens for a reason. And we lost a few talent. Like, honestly, we lost a few mm-hmm. actors like before we started filming because of other, you know, mm-hmm. priorities or projects that happened. And then uh, we ended up with somebody last minute honestly and it was maybe a few weeks before we started filming and i could mm-hmm. not have found a better person for that role like <laughs> it's almost yeah, divine it was, just, huh? it was just something that it, you know it just it happened for a reason you know and it turned out beautifully so yeah. i really hope that great. you know this is this is what we need to you know help us get our next step and get to the full feature that directly correlates with John Freeman story, you know, and, um, that's our goal. So I think it turned out well and, you know, success is, you know, basically, a uh, a motion of what really, to me, it's what can make your life happy. And, you know, successfully, I think mm-hmm. that, you know, John Freeman is what has made me happy, you know, like recently. And, like, I really want this for the crew, for the talent that was involved. Like, I really want this to help us get to the next step of, you know, making our journey. So, well, I'm excited. I'm excited to, you know, about it for you and can't wait to see it on the big screen. So, yeah, we're going to speak it into existence. And <laughs> I know it's going to happen. It's, awesome. it's definitely going to happen. And, you know, we'll definitely be, our listeners will, you know, be following you. And, uh, yeah, so I'm excited Great. for you. Well, Malik, we have reached my favorite part of the interview, which is what we call the success round. So get your boxing gloves on because we're going to okay. go back and forth for a minute. <laughs> so, all right. So what I want to do is I want to throw some questions at you and I want you to come back at me with some knockout answers. Okay. Fair enough? Good job. Okay, good. So what was it that held you back from becoming an entrepreneur before you started? Hmm. <laughs> What held me back? I think, you know, I mean, I think uh, it kind of goes back to that that energy we talked about, you know. Um, I think Mm -hmm. that I had the not confidence in myself. I I, I think that I didn't have enough confidence, you know, like um, when I was younger, I think that I was I was kind of raised and and I have nothing, uh, you know, I don't want to say anything bad about, you know, my family or anything like that, but I was raised in a family that was very, Mm -hmm. you know, you have to have a nine to five, you know, that was, Mm -hmm. that was kind of their thing. So was I. Yeah. Yeah, And so like, 
I didn't ever really have the confidence, you know, my whole, my whole life, you know, in my twenties, like I, I, you know, my teens, my twenties before I hit 30, you know, like I, I, I really had this idea where it was my job to get a job, you know, to get it. Right. Yeah. Like, you know, like that, that's what I had to, that's what I had to have to, to survive, you know? And it wasn't really till recently, even, even after I started working in film, you know, years ago, mm-hmm. like I still felt like I was getting pressure, you know, like, well, when are you going to get a real job? You know, like when, and, and not just for my family, but you know, from like, you know, ex-girlfriends and stuff, like when are you going to get a real job? Like, where's right, my stability, right. you know? And it's like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. maybe that just was the wrong kind of energy I was hanging out with, you know? And, and I feel that not until recently did I find the, my own confidence and my own inner soul to be like, it's okay for me to not have that, you know, like I still, you know, I'm sometimes these gigs that I work serve, you know, they, they provide enough where I can, I can have stability for months, you know, like, and Mm -hmm. that's, that's what I have to deal with. And some people look at you differently because they are like, well, he's not working Monday through Friday or whatever, you know? And it's like, so for some reason, somewhere in there, you know, like that kind of, that kind of like hurt my, my, my confidence, you know, and it's Mm -hmm. still one of those things getting over. It's one of those speed bumps. It's like, people look at you different because you're not waking up at 7 a.m., you know, and like, and driving to work. And it's like, I, I don't do that. You know, like that. You're not normal. Right. You're not normal. And that's okay. <laughs> okay with Right. That. Exactly. And, you know, I, I can understand, Malik, because, you know, as a, growing up when I was a, a young girl, I didn't have anyone to emulate. You know, my mother, she was an amazing person. Mm-hmm. But as far as an entrepreneur, she she didn't know really think anything about business or being an entrepreneur. It was she was taught to get a job as well, you know, get a nine to five. And so, of course, that's what I was taught to get a nine to five. And so when you have all these like minded people thinking that you should just get a nine to five, you start to kind of get brainwashed, you know, and, yeah, you know, yeah. to thinking, yeah, you, you kind of think that, well, that's just what it's supposed to be. And, you know, maybe a business is just not for me. And so I can understand exactly, you know, where you are with that. So it's really important to you know, at some point, like you said, even after you started into the, the film industry, you know, people really didn't understand, you know, your hustle, if I can just use that word, that, right. um, you know, that, hey, this is, you know, a nine to five is not going to get you where you need to be. And, and I under, I get it. I understand why people think the way they do. But if they don't have the same vision and the same like mind that you have, it's going to be tough for them to understand that you're OK with not having that steady paycheck that, you know what I mean? They're, they just don't understand. Yeah, so I'm a, it's really important. And I, Yeah. And I think that's that, and it's not so much a negative thing. I think it's just like, people just think, well, how can you be happy without the stability? You know? And it's like, right. stability right. is not part of my happiness, I guess. I'm, right. <laughs> I don't, well, most people are conditioned. Yeah. I understand that. Most people are, they're not conditioned. Right. And I think, you know, any to, do what, to do what we do is going to think the same thing. I mean, most of us as, as, as an entrepreneur, I mean, just saying, you know, how these doors are opening and, you know, and I used to work in, in fashion in, in New York for elite. And I, I think that, um, just the many doors that are opening, even since I've, I only lived in Portland for a year. And I have to say that like, okay. Portland's an amazing town because I'm getting a lot less of that here, you know, even in, mm-hmm. even when I lived in LA, like it's a, it's a, it's a totally different experience. Cause so there's so many entrepreneurs here. There's so many artists here that it's okay here people don't judge you because you're like you're a i don't know you your 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 ambition is that you want to go 
on the sidewalk and you want to paint like these immaculate paintings on the road, you know, like that's okay. That's okay here. Right. Whatever your, your goal is, you want to go ride bikes with, you know, a bagpipe and like sing music to homeless people. <laughs> right, like, right. I love it. I mean, I that's, that's, that's okay here. You know, there's no judgment of, yeah. well, what are you really doing? That is what I'm really doing. You know what I mean? Like, there's no, <laughs> right. uh, you're a writer. Well, what do you do for money? You know, no, that's, that's what I'm doing. You know, like, so there's none of that. Mm-hmm. But everywhere, mm-hmm. you know, a lot that's of other good. places, that's you good. know, I still feel that tension of, you know, what do you do? I'm, I'm a filmmaker. Well, what do you do for money? No, really, that's that's what I do. I don't have to explain that, you know, like. Yeah, that's why I'm hearing that Portland is one of the as a mecca for for yeah, entrepreneurs. It's, it's more, it's more, people are more open minded, so people are okay. Whatever that's you're good. doing, you know, you can, you know, you're mm-hmm. you're a radio talk show host, you know, like, well, what are you doing for money? No, that's I, that doesn't matter. <laughs> right. That's what. I, <laughs> I get that question. I get that <laughs> you know, question that's what I do. So, <laughs> so you know, back off, right? So, so you right, don't need right. to do that here. There's none of that like aggression of you know people are just okay with each other. So I, yeah, but I think I think Malik is because most people are conditioned though. Yeah. You know, it's about the mindset. You know, it's mindset is, is everything, and most people are conditioned to think nine to five. So when they see you doing something that's that's not the norm, like you, wait, you don't have a nine to five? Like what are you doing? You know, like well, how are you eating? How do you make money? You know, so they have all those questions because they really don't get it. You know, and, and you can't really say I don't knock them for it, but they just don't understand. And that's okay, you know. So I, I know what you mean. <laughs> you know, maybe they're just maybe they're just jealous because they want to do the same thing. I don't know. <laughs> it's possible. Yeah, it's you're possible. right. It's very it's conditioning. <laughs> it's it's the it's the American way, you know. And I think it's slowly changing. You know, I mean, I, I do. I think it's changing, which is good. You know, there's there's a lot of change with technology that people, you know, they work from home. They do, you know, they own their own business online stores. You know, stuff like that where. You know, and that's happening all over the co- the country and the world. So people don't have to have a nine to five because yeah, the nine, the whole idea of nine to five is kind of going out the window with the way technology is changing. So for so that's why I'm really hoping, you know, in the next five, ten years, you know, people are going to s- stop even worrying about that because there's so many other things going on. Yeah, and that's one of the reasons why I do this show, Malik, is because, you know, there are so many people out there that want to to start their, their journey in entrepreneurship, but they don't know where to begin. Or maybe they don't have a mentor or somebody they can connect with, uh, you know, that's a like-minded person. And so, you know, I figure, well, if we have a show where we can bring on amazing people like yourself that can share their journey, talk about their experiences, their, you know, maybe they can resonate with you and say, well, you know what, they made it. Like, okay, they had trouble, you know, the mindset of people around them but they still you know they still persevered and and made it so you know what i think i can do this so this the, the goal of our show is to inspire people to just take action you know just get up and just go do it mm-hmm. you know i believe that yeah so yeah i'm really excited about you know this show and where we're going you know so i'm happy to have people like yourself on on our Great. show so thank you for just bringing it <laughs> <laughs> well can you share one of your daily personal habits uh something that you do maybe on a daily basis that helps you build your business who um i'm like personally or that helps me build my business i think that um well whatever you do maybe a personal habit that something that attributes to your success you know i think it's very important to in my own mindset i think it's very networking is key like i mean it does not matter 
how talented you are. Like, and now this this goes out to all film people, all actors, you know, anybody that wants to get in film or fashion or, you know, media, like you have to be a personal person. So if if you're not, you know, and we talked about loving yourself, you know, and being your mm-hmm. own best friend, that is important. But at the same time, you have to know how to be able to get out there and attack the world. You know what I mean? Like, right. if you can't. Right. If you can't go out in public and be able to just say, you know, shake a hand and say, hey, I'm so-and-so. This is what I do. And, you know, Mm -hmm. here's my card or, you know, whatever it is that, you know, and honestly, whatever it is that makes you able to talk to people and get out there and network and go to events like more than anything whatever city you live in, like go to all those events. There's events every week, you know, like no matter if they're directly related to your industry or not, like, you know, go to them, you know, like I go to all the fashion shows. I'm not even really in fashion anymore, you know, like, and I go to all the networking events and film. I try to get, you know, out as much as I can, even if it's just a, you know, like a, a market on the, the next street over or whatever, you know, like get out there, even Mm -hmm. if it's just once Mm -hmm. a week, you know what I mean? Like, just yeah. get out there. Cuz you never know. Right? Right. You just never know who you will connect you know, with. You know, and it's just yeah. a good way to and even if you're not connecting, even if it's not for business, it's a good way to get your energy up. You know, like getting out and talking to people is going to make you happy. And in the end and it gets your confidence right. up like right. you said. Right. Cuz yeah. the more you're and I mean, you Definitely. can network all day long on Facebook and you know, and that is important. Not networking on LinkedIn and Facebook and you know, Twitter, all those things are good tools, but in the end, mm-hmm. you can have you know, this was another good thing I learned this weekend. You can have a million followers on Facebook or Twitter or whatever, one of those feeds, you know, let's say you have a million followers of your business or your event or whatever you're doing. And let's say out of those million, you have an event and, or you're doing a film or you're doing a a music show or whatever you're doing, you know, like out of those million followers, you have maybe 500,000 that actually you know, are looking at what you're posting. And then another, you know, 50,000 that say that they're going to come to your next uh, music show, like in downtown or whatever. Mm -hmm. And then out of those, you send out the email and then, you know, maybe half of those. So you get like 10,000 people that actually, you know, look at their email. And then to get the confirmation, there's another, you know, it goes down to 5,000 that actually check email you know right. so like the numbers it's a numbers game it's like it's all online but you take the opposite of that and you go out and you talk to people i mm-hmm. guarantee all those people you talk to are gonna check in with you you know they're gonna see who Absolutely. is this guy you know what is he doing mm-hmm. you might not get as many but they're all gonna be confirms you know what i mean like so yes. you go out right and right try- and it'll be quality it'll be right. quality connections. exactly so i mean it's just mm-hmm. yeah that's just one of my advice things that's it, great advice you got some good advice Malik <laughs> <laughs> I told you you are crushing it today you are whatever but yeah I, I guess that 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 business wise that's what I would do I think that personally for me it's very important um to stay healthy so I'm very big on um I try to every other day I eat very healthy like you know I I eat very never eat eat uh manufactured foods you know everything i eat is very not almost everything organic but very you know i'm on the health line of making sure that 
I don't any, eat any processed stuff. I don't any, eat any fast food. And it's amazing when I switched from, you know, um, and I and I work out regularly as well. So I think that exercise can be, even if it's just small exercise, just a piece of advice, just even if you're just walking around the block again, getting out to those events, you know, just getting out and moving, you know, like um, I think it's so important and switching over from, you know, five years ago, seven years ago when I switched over, whenever it was from eating like healthy food, you know, and not eating all the processed junk and, you know, eating out all the time. Like it was amazing how much different my body felt like waking up, you know, and being like, Oh, my body doesn't ache when I wake up anymore. You know what I mean? Like Hmm. it's, it's a crazy, it's crazy feeling. So I think that's kind of that's good. You know, I, I can I can understand what you mean because I haven't completely made that transition, and but I want to. You know, so maybe maybe you can help me. I don't have to talk to you a little uh, later yeah, about that yeah, possibly. Sure. But but you know, I do remember a few times when I did you know go on a say a, a fast for maybe three days, and once I did it for seven days, and I can remember when I stopped eating certain types of foods and processed foods, I just I felt so much better and I slept better. Oh. So I, I agree. I just, yeah. Tons of water. Like I drink at least like yeah. two gallons of water a day. I mean, it's, mm-hmm. it's just, it's amazing how much I, I don't drink anything else. I'm addicted to water and it just changes how your, your body works, you know? Yeah. That's great. That's great. Well, well, Malik, what book would you recommend to our listeners? Is there a book that, that means a lot to you that you can recommend? Oh, books. Um, honestly, I, this is going to sound horrid. I know, but, um, I have not read any books recently, um, <laughs> only because... Or maybe not recently, or even in the past. Is there a book that, that you've read before uh, that is, you know has really helped you? Um, there's a book that is about um, positive energy that is about finding what animal you are. And I really like mm-hmm. the... And I can't think of what it's called. It's called... I think I heard of that before. Uh, um, yeah. Do you know the name of the book? I don't remember the author or what it's called, but I it's it's a really interesting book because it tells it talks about finding the the animal that you relate to and how that can mm-hmm. change your life. You know, like, I've heard about that before. I just can't oh, think of the name of the book. But if 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 I do think of it, I'll I'll go ahead right, and put it on the right. show notes page. That'll work. That'll work. Well, my last question, Malik, and uh, it's a doozy. So I okay. hope you're ready. So imagine you woke up tomorrow morning. Let's say it's a brand new world, identical to Earth, but you knew no one. Let's say you still have all the same knowledge and experience you currently have today. Uh, let's say your food is taken care of, your shelter is taken care of, but all you have is a laptop and $500. What would you do to rebuild your business in the next seven days? Hmm. Well, if I'm in a new world, I mean, that would be a, oh, that would be an experience that would be an amazing experience to have for me as a I mean as a filmmaker obviously like I think that (laughs) I would be the first filmmaker on the world so I mean like that would be just prime location right I mean well it's a new world but it's identical to earth oh identical (laughs) boring Uh, (laughs) I know right (laughs) uh no you have to change up that question (laughs) Yeah, no, I think that's, I think that's, um, it's still plausible, you know, like I, I, if it's entirely, are we saying that, um, it's the same population? So basically identical to earth 
and you still basically you're just basically being transplanted from one earth to another, you know, but it's same uh, same identical things, but okay. you you're starting over. So we want to know what would you do with all of your needs being your personal needs being met, but to rebuild your business, to get started again, you have a laptop and $500. And what would you do within the first seven days to get to restart your business? I mean, it's just like moving to a new city. I mean, it's, you just got to get out there and, uh, you know, network as much as possible. I think that goes back to the same thing. I think that, you know, showing kind of, you know, the, your past work and your experiences so that, because in a new city, you kind of got to get your name out there because you're the new guy, right? I mean, I had to do the same thing here when I moved here a year ago. And, and now I'm, I'm kind of, all these doors are opening up, which is amazing to me, you know. And it, I, it's, it's the same thing, you know. You go to a new city, even if it was a new world, whatever. You know, like, I mean, or <laughs> if I'm going to, you know, uh, say Atlanta, because I've never lived in Atlanta before. Um, it's one of those things that you just start jump on Facebook, jump on, you know, the local network, see what kind of, for me, it would be, you know, see what kind of Atlanta film networks there are. You join them, mm-hmm. start seeing what kind of events they're having. You go to them, you know, you start talking to the people on there, meet up with people for tea or coffee, whatever, and like start getting out there, seeing what projects you can get on. Checks like, you know, Craigslist and everything else for, you know, whatever you can do for networking, really. I mean, right. Um, and just start like you just got to jump to it, you know. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I, Go ahead. the reason why I asked that question is and I thank you for answering that way, because it's you're so right on. And you touched on everything that I'm about to say. The reason why I asked that to our guests is because, you know, when someone is new in business or they're looking to get started in business, it, it's so it's critical that you have to get out and meet people. You have to network because you're in the people business. Yep. You know, you can't have a business without people. So you need those relationships and, you know, your network, it, it equals your net worth. So the the larger or smaller your network is, it's going to determine, you know, your net worth. So you have to get out there and meet people and, and start to build your business. So that's why we ask that question. So, and all of our guests, they, they typically answer the same, well, maybe not exactly the same, but it all comes back to building relationships, meeting people. Mm-hmm. So thank you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good deal. Well, Malik, hearing your journey today has truly been inspiring. And let's end with this. If you can just give our listeners one parting piece of guidance and advice and then share the best way they can find you and then we'll say goodbye. Um, Well, I mean, I've I've given quite a bit of advice, so I don't want to talk your head off anymore. But um... okay. well, what's the best way they can find? (laughs) I mean, I'll give one last piece. I I, I really think that (laughs) and, and it's something that, you know, I continuously am always looking for is um, meeting good people and like I said before just being out there meeting good people and just staying happy like finding the true love in yourself like love yourself and be your best friend because like you know at the end of the day you really have yourself you know what I mean and and if you don't right. love yourself you, it's it's hard for you to love other people you know I agree so I mean I don't know like just be able to be have the good energy and good energy is just an incredible incredible like tool to have because people want to be around good energy so you're going to get those jobs that you want or those businesses to join you in your entrepreneur journey you know if if you can have good energy cuz nobody's going to be around want to be around a pity patter right i mean 
<laughs> no, you're right. You're so, right. And that's something I definitely strive for, you know, and, and I, I know that it's working yeah. because I'm a I'm typically a positive person. Yes, and, and I and I believe that I attract, you know, what I am and uh, and I repel what I'm not. So, yeah, <laughs> but yeah, it's happening for me and I see it. It's, it's the law of attraction. Of course. Yep. Law of attraction is important. So what's the best way they can find you? Best way that you can find me. I mean, it's it's not hard to stalk me, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, you, can, <laughs> you can pretty much just Google my name and it's all mm-hmm. kinds of stuff will come up. In fact, some stuff that I have no idea why it even comes up. But um, mm-hmm. yeah, you can look me up uh, on Google, Mala Cunning, or you can uh, check out my film website, which is SourBamboopictures.com, um, which you can see some of my work on. And you can also check out my photography at Cachette Photography. Um, and I think, yeah, I mean, if you want to get a hold of me, I'm on Facebook, LinkedIn, whatever, you know. Okay, good. Good deal. Yeah. Well, I know our listeners have gotten some great takeaways from me today, Malik. I know I certainly okay. have. And they can also, they can find those links uh, to everything that you just mentioned. And everything we've been chatting about today will be at successstalkersradio.com slash Malik Hanin. And it will all be there on the show notes page so they can still follow you, okay? Cool. Great. Good deal. Well, we appreciate you for being so generous and transparent today with your your journey. And so we just say thank you. And for all of our listeners, thank you for tuning in. And until our next episode, remember to keep stalking success. Well, that'll do it for another episode of Success Stalkers Radio. If you'd like to hear more from these inspiring entrepreneurs and entertainers, be sure to subscribe to the Success Stalkers Radio podcast on iTunes. And if you found value in this episode, give us a review, hopefully five stars. You may also visit us at successstalkers.com. Leave us a comment. We'd love to hear from you.